Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We're excited to announce our latest podcast launching this week called Behind the Billions. Coming from the two co-creators of Billions, Brian Koppelman and David Levine give a behind-the-scenes look into Billions Season 5. Following each episode's airing on Showtime, the podcast will unpack the writing of the script, exclusive stories from production, interviews with cast and crew, and much more. The first episode is out now, so make sure to subscribe to Behind the Billions on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball's not really a contact sport. I mean, yeah, you'll get the occasional outfield collision or a bang-bang play at home, but opposing players don't really sweat all over one another like they do in hockey or football or basketball. That's why a benches clearing brawl is one of the most bizarre phenomenons in all of sport. Any short-tempered baseballer can turn a humdrum day at the ball yard into a chaotic fracas in an instant. Then boom, 50 outrageously athletic millionaires acting like schoolyard punks. But why do baseball players feel the need to throw hands so often? And what is it that makes baseball fights so damn weird? Honestly, no one really knows for sure. So that's why we're going to deep dive super deep into the world of base brawls. This is episode one of the Baseball Barbecue. Hello, Jordan Schusterman. Hi, Jake Mintz. It's a pleasure to be with you here on this podcast platform. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I'm Jake Mintz. That's Jordan Schusterman. Uh, Welcome to the first episode of the Baseball Barbecue. On this episode, we are going to be talking everything brawl related. We're going to rank our top five favorite brawls of baseball history. Then we're going to have on Amir Garrett, who he himself was caught up in the middle of one of these fights not too long ago. Then we're going to run through some categories and have a whole grand old time. But first, let's introduce ourselves. What is a Jake Mintz? What is a Jordan Schusterman? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, We are very excited to be uh, on here talking about baseball on the Ringer Podcast Network. And it's a weird time to suddenly be starting a baseball podcast since obviously there's not actual baseball going on. But uh, we have never uh, been been bored talking about baseball, even without the real games going on. So I guess we should let you fine folks know how we know each other, why we are here podcasting together and why there's no one else in the world I would rather talk about people charging the mound with. Uh, Jake and I have known each other for for a while. We we actually met where every great baseball blog starts at synagogue. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> in middle school and that's that's how we uh, that's how we originally know each other. We we started this whole barbecue thing uh, at the end of high school and kept it going through college and you know enough people started to catch on and we just like to have fun and talk about baseball with each other and bring in as many other people who like to do the same thing. And apparently that's a job now. So we worked for uh, Cut Four for a couple years. Left. Uh, we host a show on DAZN called Change Up uh, that runs every night when there's actually baseball going on. Uh, but now we're the newest podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we are just gonna bring the joy, bring the weirdness, bring the oddness to the sport we really, really like. Just a small little additional piece of background. I am an Orioles fan. Jordan is a Mariners fan. For that reason, we do hate ourselves very deeply. Um, and have never really experienced true baseball happiness, but 
maybe we can achieve that nirvana on this podcast. It's very, it's very possible. And yes, we are the latest podcast spawned by the pandemic. But at the same time, uh, I'm just, I'm just excited to be able to to talk about baseball with you. All right, so that's who we are. Let's spin this thing forward and let's tell you about what this podcast is going to look like, considering there is no live baseball going on right now. Jordan, over the next chunk of time, once a week, we are going to deep dive into a topic that we just like about baseball. It's really that simple. Yeah, we just want to we want to learn more both with you guys, with each other, and just kind of appreciate the reason why we miss we all miss baseball. And there are many reasons we miss baseball. And so we're going to explore some of those reasons and just try to have a good time. Anything that really we like, we're just going to do 45-ish minutes on it. It ain't rocket science. Once baseball returns and we actually have games and real live schedules and standings to talk about, we'll be right back covering baseball as normal, or at least whatever normal is for us. But honestly, uh, I was going to say where better to start on this weird project where we explore all these things we love about baseball than brawls. But I think this is particularly maybe a peculiar choice for those that know us and really know how we love. We're not violent people. We are not no. the people, the macho, macho. Oh man, I love when people are fighting. This is so great. That's, that's really actually not what we're like, but we, we don't just like kind UFC. Of, yeah. That's, that's, that's not really our speed. And I yet, couldn't tell you anything about Jorge Ma- Masvidal. I have no idea who you're talking about, which proves the point. But the reason that we that, that I want to preface this is that we love this because we love baseball because there's so many parts of baseball that are silly that don't make any sense to us, but we want to try to understand them. And this is very near the top of the list, which is why we want to begin with baseball. So let's let's get into it, Jake. Let's let's get into these uh, bizarre occurrences that are still pretty rare, but when they do happen, they obviously uh, make make some headlines. So Let's begin very simply. First thought, I say base brawl, you think what? I say brace brawl, you think what? Base brawl, what? Base brawl, what? Okay, so you want to start a chant. That's good. That's yeah. good. But you have to now answer my question. Now, f- first thing that comes to my head, <laughs> I know this is like recency bias. It's the Amir Garrett fight from last year where he charged the entire Pirates dugout. Um, that comes right to my head. Pedro Martinez viciously chucking geriatric Don Zimmer to the to the turf Don Zimmer a 72 year old man went into Pedro Martinez face and Pedro Martinez threw him down in 2003 that comes to my head um and then I also just think of like baseball dudes being very reluctant to fight in general Mm -hmm. so when there is a fight that happens it's certainly notable we're not watching boxing like people who are watching baseball aren't watching UFC. Right. And so they're not expecting that to happen. That, that, those are the things that just come to my head right away. And as you mentioned in the intro, like other sports, obviously football is inherently violent and even basketball, there's more physical interaction between opposing teams, right? You see T and obviously hockey too. They're, they're brushing up against each other in baseball. They're, really shouldn't be that many situations. And yes, home plate collisions are maybe will come up during this discussion, but there's not that many actual physical, you know, where guys are touching each other and, and able to hurt each other. So it just, it all just looks very weird. And the reasons that these brawls start, um, you could say a lot of them are the same, but 
having done a little bit of research for this episode, there have been some very, very strange uh, things that have led to base brawls. But I guess we should first define what it is that we're going to be covering in this episode, because a brawl is not just someone getting thrown at and the guy yelling, hey, I didn't like that. We're talking about the benches clearing and it is chaos. But it's not just the benches clearing. Mm -hmm. I want to make that distinction. Yes. There are many times where like, Teams get pissed at one another and the bench is clear and everyone just like kind of rubs up against one another and like just kind of posters with their chest. But there's no intent to maim. That is the key concept for me. <laughs> a brawl is a like purposeful attempt to inflict harm on the opposing team, which is different than just the benches clearing. To me, it is another level beyond that. Right, right. There needs to be contact needs to be made. Forceful contact needs to be at least attempted. It's not always made. We have seen as we've watched a bunch of these, a lot of missed punches, a lot of uh, unintended, you know, hitting your teammate. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Generally, baseball players seem to suck at fighting. (laughs) Like as just a general rule, there's a lot of missed punches. The hit rate, not good. Right. I agree. Intent to injure or intent to to fight the other and team. this is this is part of the problem i have with brawls okay you mentioned before we're not violent people jordan have you ever punched someone in your life i don't i mean maybe like my little brother when i was adult I, I, I don't think so adult no, jordan no definitely not certainly right. not okay the idea of like watching a bunch of people uncontrollably attempt to injure one another is like this weird kind of convoluted, twisted thing where it's like, I feel guilty about having enjoyed it. And like, we can now watch certain brawls back and enjoy them knowing that no one gets seriously injured. But like, there are brawls that have happened where dudes do get hurt and no one's rewatching those for fun. Like the one in Cincinnati, right? Jason LaRue gets a concussion and never plays again. Yeah, like, I'm some... not pulling that up on YouTube, right? Right. But I, I will watch the Rugnet Odor fight over and over and over again. And I think it brings up the point, right? It's like all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of it, which is like, and, and we're going to kind of get into this a little bit later, but it's, it's weird because so many of these brawls, why do these brawls start? Well, because, you know, oh, someone gets disrespected or someone gets thrown at for reasons that's a whole other podcast. But throwing at people, that's more dangerous than charging at them recklessly and punching them. Weirdly, it is definitely more dangerous. And because of that, um, it's like, okay, but I guess we'd rather them fight, even though we're not saying fighting is good. It's all outcome based. Mm-hmm. If someone is seriously injured, that's a not fun brawl. If it gets out of control, it's not a fun brawl, right? If right. it's contained, then it's good. Now, I think now we can get into what things we don't like about brawls. Yes. Which is like, we mentioned this when it is not contained. There was a brawl in 1984 between the Braves and the Padres where that happened and you had fans like throwing beer at the the players and that's bad. Fan participation, good in general, bad for brawls. 
yes, <laughs> it's good. We like that you are passionate about your team. We want you to care about it. It's good. We all care about our teams. We want we want to protect our teams, right? We hear all these mm -hmm. when these brawls happen. I'm trying to protect my teammates. And you know, these fans, they take it personally too. I don't want to see my my favorite player getting charged at. I don't want to see my favorite player at the bottom of the pile. But no, fans getting involved is no bueno. And and thankfully that really has not happened recently. Um, also, another thing that is not good is when bats are used. Now, look, we, as we just said, throwing at people with baseballs is, that's not good. Okay, now you're using an actual weapon in other parts of the world. The baseball bat is not for baseball. It's just a weapon. <laughs> Great point is you, you and I were in London together once in college. And I remember walking around London, like shooting videos of us bat flipping a wiffle ball bat. And like, because, you know, the UK has sensible gun laws, the most dangerous weapon after a knife is a baseball bat. And so while in America, us carrying a baseball bat around was super reasonable in London, it looked like we were about to go break someone's kneecaps. Right. And so we just take for granted that baseball bat is that's part of the game, of course. But in, a, in an instant, in a split decision where you decide actually I'm really mad and oh I'm holding a baseball bat things can get pretty ugly and in fact you know some of the most famous brawls ever involved a bat being used and those are not those are not good Juan Marichal very famously um he gets thrown at and he turns around and just basically bashes the catcher John Roseborough in the head and like that was part of what kept Juan Marichal out of the Hall of Fame for a while as I mean, I can understand that. And like, that's crazy. Like the bats, let's, let's leave the bats out of it. Let's use your, your, your fists because and generally helmets. as we've learned and helmets, right? That's true. We have seen the helmets being thrown too. uh, Bryce Harper looking at you. Um, like let's, let's keep it, let's keep it even. Okay. Those are the things that we don't like about brawls. What do we enjoy about a brawl? Jordan? Right. Because obviously there's enough that we do like that. We wanted to do a whole podcast on it. And I think that uh, there are a few there are a few elements of this that are very important and one that is often brought up. But I think we just got to start with it, which is the bullpens, the bullpens oh. running in for the brawl. As we say, you know, everyone's trying to protect their teammates and the bullpen. They're part of the team. But if your bullpen's way out in center field, and you got to get there in time to defend your teammates. You better be hustling. And when your bullpen is right next to the team that you're fighting's bullpen, uh, you're going to be running in there together and you're going to be looking pretty silly. I think this taps into an insecurity that all relievers have. Like, I think relievers are constantly worried about a getting sent down because mm. in a way they're the easiest guy on the team to just send back to triple A most right. of the time. They don't get to hang out with everybody in the dugout. So like when a team scores, they're not there. They're removed. And sure, you have teams like the Cubs, right, where they're dancing every time they homer. They're dancing in the bullpen. But there's a general, they're separate. They're very, you know, removed from everything. And so when a brawl happens, I feel like relievers feel such a need to prove themselves as parts of the team that they're willing to just run all the way from the outfield into the melee. Yeah, it never, it truly never gets old. And it's also a weird thing, though, that like sometimes you'll see them dead sprint and then it's already broken up by the time they get there. Right. Sometimes th then it becomes a thing. It's like, oh, why didn't, you know, okay, so I, I can picture the the David Robertson 
uh, sprinting in. There's a very famous gift of David Robertson sprinting in. That, I think that was the Yankees-Tigers one uh, from a few years ago. But it's like, okay, David Robertson, or he cares about his teammates. <laughs> it's like, oh, who's that? Is that Chad Green back there? He doesn't look like he's, he's walking kind of slow. <laughs> look like he's got him off his seat. It's like then it just becomes this weird thing. So I agree. I like your take. He's just he just wants to be involved. And we're gonna talk about a brawl a little bit later. Orioles Yankees from 1998, where the bullpen's running in actually changes the dynamic of the brawl. Very rare. You don't see that a lot, but it has happened before. Now, I have one image in my head in regards to the bullpens that sticks with me. I think there was just a very regular non-brawl benches clearing chest rub match between the Angels and Dodgers a couple years ago. And I, I don't remember if they were in Anaheim. I believe they were in Anaheim where the bullpens are like next to each other and they're emptying together. And Kenley Jansen and Houston Street are like friends and they're running out with one another side by side. And like Houston Street does like the playful butt kick maneuver to Kenley Jansen and like Jansen kind of pushes him back and they're laughing as they're running into a potential brawl. And to me, it just perfectly encapsulates the silliness of the bullpens. And like they're not involved in most of these fights. You know, they're just kind of bystanders who feel the need to sprint on into the middle. And I think that gets into another thing very closely related, which is that the reality of these brawls is that, yes, there are rivalries. Yankees and Red Sox, they hate each other. Oh, look, they've gotten all these fights. Cardinals have come to hate each other. But ultimately, especially now, and this has been brought up in other sports too, oh, you know, teams don't hate each other like they used to. Like, there are guys on, on both teams that are friends. That's just that's just obvious fact and like a totally normal reality. And also, not everyone is mad at the same time. This mm-hmm. The brawls start because a few individuals are very angry and decide to take it out, right? It's never all 25. That's not possible. So, yes, guys that don't want to be fighting are going to be part of the fight. That is going to be part of it. But there's almost always a scene, maybe towards the end, where you look and there are guys laughing. Like you mentioned with Houston Street and Kenley Jansen. Even in the crazy Reds Pirates one that I was just rewatching, Joey Votto at the end is is like standing there. He's like, this is he's he's laughing too because it, it, they all kind of know. And if you're not a part of it and you you're not the one that's red hot, you're like, this is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like this is all silly. Another thing I really love is the role of the umpire in a brawl mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because it is an umpire's job generally, right, to ensure order on the playing field, and in brawls when teams are mad at each other it's the umpire's job to warn both benches if people are throwing at one another it's to keep the teams from from really getting into it but the second the instant where it's clear that they are going to actually fight and actually punch one another the umpires are outie they have <laughs> no interest at right. all a great right. example of this is the rugnetto door joey bats brawl mm-hmm. go back and rewatch it and you'll see the umpire is like waving his hands, trying to keep them apart. Like he's nearby. He's he's warning everybody. And then the second that Odor hits him in the kisser, he ba- he's ba- he's out. He's gone. Right. And I just love the dichotomy of that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, your job is order to a point. And then the same thing goes for literally policemen. Yes, that's the other weird part. And there's this great shot from Reds Pirates, from the Reds Pirates one, the slow mo where the chaos is taking place. And like in the foreground is a police officer, like the security guy, just standing there, literally facing the other direction. And it's like, wait, but isn't your job to like 
Security? Stop, security, like stop people from fighting. Um, so I love that. And, and I'm glad you bring up the umps because that brings up another thing that I love about brawls, which is fast forward to the end of a brawl. Okay, we've gotten things back. Guys are separated. Now the umpires have to decide who they're throwing out. And mm. they, the, and, and because on a TV broadcast, they, you know, the game is paused. Like it takes a while to kind of get back to like where everyone feels safe again to play baseball. And the camera just stays on the ump and he's standing there with his notebook, with his score, with his like lineups and everything. And he's basically, like, you could see him like deciding like, all right, yeah, he's definitely gone. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> and then when you find out, and it's great too, because on the broadcast, you know, the broadcasters don't know. They can't tell who's being thrown out. And so then there's like another 15 minutes of the t- of the broadcasters being like, I think the manager has been tossed. It looks like he's gone. And I think, oh, oh no, he's just oh, taking oh, a crap. No, he's, he's back. He's, he's still there. Okay. He was in the bathroom. Okay. He wasn't thrown out. Oh, wait. And they're like, wait a minute. He's been then in the next inning. Like there's a defense replacement. It's like, oh, I guess he was ejected. And like, I love that chaos. It's so silly and so funny. That I just it's and and I I just can always picture the the umpire right. standing there just as as they do for any like defensive substitution where they have to come in. The manager goes says all right he's out he's in and they're they're checking on their thing. It's just when they're doing that to throw everybody out. I just I think that is outstanding. There is one non silly thing I do like about brawls, mm-hmm. and it's that it heightens the stakes mm-hmm. of the whole experience. Yes, and in some cases it heightens the stakes in a silly way where it felt like every Pirates Reds game in 2019 was important which <laughs> right that neither of those teams were making the postseason and that's cool that those games had something there mm-hmm. but i'm really talking about like you know mid-aughts Red Sox Yankees right? right where right. once it's clear that these teams hate each one another enough to go at it in the postseason mm-hmm. every matchup moving forward has another like layer of narrative to it right and we always want to see players emote. We want to see players show that they give a crap, show that they like this riles them up. Now, I'm not saying I want them to punch each other all the time, but it is like interesting when you see players who you thought were kind of like subdued and reserved, willing like Kyle Crick. If you watch <laughs> right. the Amir Garrett brawl back, like Kyle Crick, Pirates reliever is just very much in it. Sonny Gray. Very much in that brawl. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever think of Sonny Gray as like a fiery, emotional person. But in that instant, we did get to see it. That's the thing. You do you do learn about these guys. You do learn about not just their, you know, their who they like and who they don't like, but just their instincts, how much they do get out of a fight like this. Um, obviously, you know, a guy like Puig has been involved at the center of all of them. And some people will say, oh, that's because Puig's crazy. And other people will say that's because Puig really, really loves his teammates and does not want you to mess with his teammates. I would argue that some of that has to do with maybe a little bit, a lot of people not liking Puig exactly. fairly or unfairly. He gets lumped into that, especially Thanks to Madison Bumgarner. Jordan, have you ever been at a game with a brawl? Have you ever seen a baseball brawl with your eyeballs? I have not. And this is also important context for podcasts moving forward. My uh, playing career, really illustrious playing career, ended uh, before the end of high school. So I was I was out. I was not playing in, in any competitive games. Yours lasted through uh, a, a historic uh, Division Three baseball career, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, we'll get into a few days. But no, I have not attended a game a pro game. I've seen, you know, guys getting yelling at each other. I can think of some minor league games, but n- n- no actual like 
No fight. I've never seen that. No college, fight. minor league, pro. No, I've not seen it. You don't see college fights, really. And you think you would because emotions, in a way, run higher and hotter at the college level when all of the people on the team are literally living together in yes. crappy apartments. And, and they're, you know, they're all best college. friends and they're all stupid college kids, right? But at the same time, if you get into a brawl in college and you get suspended for like eight games, that's a oh, quarter yeah. of your season. Oh, yeah, and if you do something seriously stupid, they'll just kick you out of school, right? right. And, and so because of that, you don't really see college brawls. You see posturing, but you don't see brawls. Uh, I was never involved in a game where there was a brawl in college. However, I do have a story from my men's league career mm. where there was a brawl where I was catching in high oh. school playing okay. or sorry, in college over the summer in a men's league. And the guy like leading off second base, like ran, we kept bumping into the sh our shortstop and they just like started going at it. And the guy hitting at the time when I'm catching was notorious in the league for being like this huge dude who was like a bouncer at a bar in DC, like big beard looked like Dan Blazarian <laughs> playing men's league baseball. Right. And okay. I'm catching and we see them going at it and everyone starts to move to second base. Right. And I say to this dude, like, Hey man, like I'm 19. Like I weigh like 155 pounds. You seem like a cool guy. I'm going to jog with you over there. But I got no bad blood. Yeah. Like we're not, I'm not going to start anything with you because that's not smart for me. Right. And he's like, that's cool, man. Just do what you got to do. And he just runs in and gets in the middle of it. Right. And it pops off. Right. <laughs> right. But and like, I just stayed right. on the side because I was the youngest kid on the field by, by a mile. But no, I've never really been involved. Uh, I've never thrown a punch on a baseball field. I don't intend to. But, you know, hey, there's still time. You're still young. Uh, maybe maybe you'll get that opportunity. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think I think that kind of lays the groundwork for how we feel about these silly things. But there's still plenty more to get into. We got to talk about the best of the best, the worst of the worst, and even some brawls that we didn't even know about before we started this podcast. Uh, so let's take a quick break and we will be back with our five favorite base brawls ever. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I just wanted to make sure you were listening to podcasts on Spotify. Here's how you do it. First, search for your favorite podcast on Spotify's app. They have a library of over 750,000 pods at this point. So let's say you're searching for the Rewatchables or the Dave Chang Show or the Ringer NBA Show. Once you find them, click on the follow button. That's how you subscribe. Then click on those letters near the top of the app that say podcasts. All the pods you're following will pop up separated by episodes, downloads, and shows. Wait, it gets better. On Spotify, you can adjust the speed of the pods to seven different speeds. 0.5 times is the slowest. I actually sound drunk at 0.5. You can do 0.8 times, 1.2 times, which is my favorite. Everyone sounds like they just had a good cup of coffee. And then there's 1.5 times, two times. And if you're completely insane, three times. Anyway. Spotify's app connects directly to many of the best automobiles in the world. It even has a CarPlay feature that's pretty cool. Best of all, it's free. Download Spotify on any device and you're good to go. Should you be embarrassed that you're not listening to podcasts on Spotify? Well, I don't want to app shame you, but the answer, unfortunately, is yes. Make the move. Listen to podcasts on Spotify. Back to yours. We talked a lot about just our general thoughts on brawls and 
how we feel about him. But we didn't really go in depth in any of the iconic brawls yet. And that's what we're going to do right here. This is fave five. Make it a five pack, folks. No, this is not a T-Mobile ad. But these are our five favorite brawls of all time. Before we get into them, Jordan, we do have some honorable mentions. Absolutely. Because, you know, this is as with any, you know, best ever conversation. There's going to be some people that feel left out. And and I'm sure that there are people listening to this. How could you not have this? But let's let's try to give some honorable mentions to those that didn't quite make the cut, but deserve deserve recognition. And we'll explain why these didn't make it. So our honorable mentions... Michael Barrett, AJ Pierzynski. Yes. Great punch. But that was really it. Maybe it's helped or not helped by the fact that it's like Michael Barrett. And that, like if it was AJ Pierzynski and another like memorable personality that stuck around for a long time, maybe we'd remember it more, right. which is relates to another honorable mention we're going to bring up. Um, but, you know, because it's like, it's like, oh, what was that one? Oh, who? Because I feel like when you think about it, it's like AJ Pierzynski punched a cub. Who was it? Oh, right. It was Michael Barrett. And that that right. doesn't help. That does not help it. But again, great Michael punch, Barrett I hit AJ Pruszynski, Jordan. It was the other way around. Oh, other way around. Sorry. So I see again. See, I've already I've already I just I just knew it was two uh, catchers in go. Chicago. <laughs> another honorable mention, A-Rod, Jason Veritek. Another good kind of shove, but just not enough there. Shan Ho Park, uh, flying kick Tim Belcher in the side of the head. That's a very weird one. Two pitchers coming together down the first baseline. Go watch that one on YouTube. Yeah. Bryce Harper going at Hunter Strickland. Right. Honestly, I think we just got to punish Bryce here for his horrific accuracy with the helmet. I mean, I mean, generally, it's probably good he didn't hit him with the helmet, but also, like, this is memorable. It is a big moment in Bryce's career, uh, but ultimately, the, the brawl that ensued, first of all, was very dangerous and ended up injuring Michael Morse, so that was not good. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, just like, it was, it was a mess, and it wasn't like... A lot of it had more to do with Bryce Harper than the actual fight. It was notable, but it wasn't fun. And then our last honorable mention, which I think will ruffle some feathers that we're not including this, is the Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura fight. Now, okay, the six seconds after Robin Ventura charges the mound, Nolan Ryan puts him in a headlock and just destroys him despite being 89 years older than Robin Ventura. Those seconds are amazing, but yes. after that, it's like fine. There's really to me, I'm that's a great hook, but it just misses the top five. To me, it's really a top six, and it was just the one we had to leave out. Yeah. Um, and so now we get to our also, top five. Last point about that: Nolan Ryan looks a lot like Dr. Cox from Scrubs after he like exits the brawl. Just go watch <laughs> it and just you'll you'll notice it right away. All right, hopping into the top five. At Here number five, Jordan. This one is a little off the beaten track. Pretty uh, wild chat. Now both managers have gotten into it, and he says pitch the ball, and he calls a strike on him. Yes. Ted Simmons recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. Wow, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. As Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. Now Ted Simmons is getting into it, throwing punches at Madlock, and down they go as the bench is clear. Now the Cardinals catcher, 1974. Walk me through this one. Okay, now, if you have not seen the video of this, Ted Simmons versus Bill Matlock, I'm, I honestly feel guilty describing it to you before you having watched it, but I'm going to give it my best shot here. Ted Simmons is catching, 
A gentleman by the name of Al Roboski, known as the Mad Hungarian, is pitching for the Cardinals. This dude was a nut. He was a total crazy dude. He basically, if you ever heard of the Mad Hungarian, this is a guy who, before he would come to the mound, he would slam the ball into his glove fiercely, kind of look really angry, turn around and stomp up the mound and then, you know, deliver his pitches. So he was doing that. And the Cubs hitters were like, this dude is taking forever. So he steps out and then the Roboski does it again. The Cubs hitter steps out. Cubs hitters getting frustrated. So then basically the umpire is like, dude, you got to get in the box. You got to stop stepping out because you're mad that this weirdo mad Hungarian guy is taking forever. You, you just got to stay in the box, please. Cubs manager is like, why are you yelling at us? Why are you? He, he comes out and starts yelling at the umpire. Why are you yelling at us? Okay, what happens next? The umpire decides just, just start pitching. Ted Simmons squats. The, the batter is not in the box, okay? And Rabowski delivers. It's a pitch. He just says, okay, strike one, even though there's also, nobody in the box. Not a strike. Not a strike, but he says strike one. There's nobody in the box. Now the Cubs manager is absolutely furious. Now the hitter, Bill Madlock, is like, what is going on? So he steps into the box. On deck hitter runs up Jose Cardinal. He, st- he jumps, jumps in. He's in the box now too. And now there's two batters in the box. Auerbosky throws another pitch. Cardinal has to dive out of the way. And at this point, it's obviously chaos, right? We have five people crowding around home plate. And this is when it pops off. Ted Simmons stands up and just punches Bill Madlock in the head. And then there's a brawl. There is, I've, this, is, you, this is one of one. There is no other brawl that has ever started because of this sequence of events. And was so much the umpire's fault by like being <laughs> weird and petty and saying, go ahead and pitch, even though there was no one in the box. Mm-hmm. And he, the umpire did this twice, twice. Yeah. The first time no one's in the box, they call a strike. And in response, the Cubs players run out to argue mm-hmm. and are like in the batter's box. And he's like, <laughs> pitch again. And Al so- Roboski's like, Okay, I'm crying the mad Hungarian. Sure, I'll throw it. There's not not only are there people standing on home plate, like there's three of them, including the manager just there. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm the mad Hungarian. Uh, and then so it's crazy and the brawl's crazy. So we have to put this in the top five because it is truly unique in the way that it began. And by the way, the kicker of this, which I don't know if you realized, uh, the craziest part of this brawl is that nobody was ejected. And in the bottom of the ninth, Ted Simmons hit a walk-off single. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so that is it was chaos. So yes, please go watch that video as we are going to encourage for all these brawls. All right, let's move to number four. This one is near and dear to your heart. Number four, Orioles-Yankees. Pitches are going to empty. That was a frustration pitch on beneath this point. Nate, 1998. I'm an Orioles fan. But I will admit, Jordan, that for the most part, the Orioles are very much in the wrong in regards to this iconic <laughs> brawl. Key characters here, Armando Benitez, Tino Martinez, Daryl Strawberry. And I would probably say Graham Lloyd and Jeff Nelson, who we'll get to in a second. And Benitez, because of all the frustration. Oh, Graham Lloyd. They're after him. Benitez gives up a bomb to Bernie Williams. This is getting ugly now. No fair. Yankees are really good in the 90s. I don't know if you heard about that. I did hear something about that, yeah. Next batter, Tino, Tino Martinez. Benitez throws at him. No doubt. Just throws at him. Okay. Yankees kind of walk up the dugout step. There's drawing, yada, yada, yada. It's just your typical benches clearing posturing. Daryl Strawberry looks particularly ticked off, but no one's throwing punches. It's just kind of everyone's jumbled together. Okay. Benitez gets separated. It looks like everything's going to be chill. And then, boom, sprinting in from the bullpen are wacky. 
Australian reliever Graham Lloyd and Jeff Nelson. Not Australian. Seems wacky. And they Certainly just go wacky at Benitez. They just go at Benitez, like dead sprint in from the bullpen. The whole Benitez kind of like backtracks his way towards the, the dugout. And th- as soon as the relievers go at him, the rest of the Yankees kind of go. Scott Brocious is in there. You just have guys. It's wild. And then it kind of dies down again. And then Strawberry out of nowhere sprints in, like jumps and like tries to punch Benitez in the side of the head and just barely misses. Like if that punch had hit, when we talk about it's all fun until someone gets sent to the hospital, that could be the closest really we've ever been to like potential real problem knocking someone out yeah and like i gotta say i mean it's it's obviously chaos there's something so weird about the dugouts not having fences right so so many brawls start with oh bench is clearing guys hopping over the fence you picture guys hopping over the fence now you don't have that here and just the yankee stadium old yankee stadium right and just the image that is so unique from this one is obviously a fight happening in the dugout but just two teams in a dugout like, that's just, it's so bizarre <laughs> right. seeing not only a fight happening in the dugout, but two different teams mushed together in the dugout. And it's all like sunken. So you can't really see what's happening to the same extent as you could if it's out on the field. And so the melee is going on and like Joe Torrey's trying to get Daryl Strawberry out of there. And it all eventually dies down. Okay, game restarts. And then Tim Raines, who's batting fifth and DHing for the Yankees homers on the first pitch not even like in that at bat first pitch he sees homers i can't find the video online but it must have been incredible yankee stadium must have just erupted into okay it's great that's a great brawl but it also shows how close we can come to this being not good yes uh let's move to number three beltrake ducked off a tough hop and the throw is wide down the line, and there we got a final second. Batista picked on the wrong guy as Odor came right at him, and we got the benches. The benches empty in that. Which is the famous Rugnet Odor, Jose Batista uh, scrap in between first and second base in Texas. Now, of course, this one requires all kinds of context, and we don't have to go in through all of it, but the simple part is that, yes, Jose Batista with one of the most legendary bat flips of all time, which we will surely be talking about on future episodes of the Baseball Barbecue. Uh, shockingly, Rangers, not thrilled about that. I, I, I mean, again, I wouldn't, if you're on the other side of the most iconic bat flip ever, you're probably not going to be super, uh, super thrilled. So let's fast forward. Now we're in 2016. Uh, how, does, how, does this, how does this fracas go down? Because uh, Joey Bats, this is what, six, eight months later? <laughs> Nine months later? It is... But it's also it it's, feels like it's the I, next it's the day. first series, I think, where they're facing off and like there was clearly still some bad blood and you have Matt Bush throwing at Joey Bats. It's obvious he's throwing at him. The crowd in Texas goes wild, just on their feet, people in the background cheering, like standing ovation for Matt Bush throwing at a Jose Bautista. Okay, not great. Not good. Pitching change. Jake Diekman comes in, rolls a double play ball where Jose Bautista slides into second, 
eight yards past second base, right he's, into the legs of Rubio he's, Odor. He's in the left field. He's he's going all the way. And if you watch Bautista's slide, he kind of does like a pop-up slide where he pops up and turns around in one motion to like square off with Odor. So it, it, it almost looks rehearsed from an action movie where he's like, in, up, we're fighting, okay? Now, yes. Odor throws, he initiates it. He pushes Bautista, right. to which Bautista clearly starts to wind up, and then Rugi Odor just, you know, pa-pow, knocks off his shades, knocks off his helmet, and it all hell breaks loose. The shades flying off, I will never forget. That was such a, a unique very, very, you know, this is extreme minutia, but that's the whole point of this podcast, right? But the, the the shades flying off just showed you how cleanly he landed the punch. And then credit to Joey Bats. What? Sorry, what's crazier? What? What's crazier? The helmet or the shades flying off? I don't. It's like I guess the, the thing that I'm that I'm so shocked about is that like he hit in. Think about the the small amount of space he had to not hit the shades, right? He didn't break the shades. He didn't, if he hit a square right. on, you're breaking the shades. He hit it perfectly in the cheeks so that the, sh- the shades could like jump off his face. Um, and that, I think that's also like the fine line of it. If he hits him in the shades and like a shard like goes into Bautista's eye, we right. got big problems, right. right? But it's just like angels in the outfield. Like the angel just moves <laughs> the hand lower and everything's kosher. Right, um, right. And then once all hell breaks loose, you have some entertaining stuff in the, in the pile, you have the catcher who had run to back up first base, sprinting in full catcher's gear into the middle of the melee. Yep. You have Josh Donaldson really getting after it. And I think you have Adrian Beltre solidifying his legacy as one of the most beloved and well-liked baseball players of our generation. He is holding back Jose Bautista and kind of takes Bautista out of it. Like, Bautista gets punched and tries to come back. Beltre gets him, and that's really it. Beltre, older, like, just so big and strong, keeps him out of it and kind of does, like, some Jose Bautista whispering. It was it was very impressive. And, like, obviously, for Bautista's sake, you know, I'm sure he wanted to actually get proper revenge. But this is better. This It did manage to de-escalate it, right? Because if he gets another punch off, it's just going to make the other team more mad. Like they, you know, that punch from Odor, that was the justice. It basically was over as soon as he knocked him out. In my opinion, over justice. There was no justice <laughs> needed. I'm going to push <laughs> back against that because, oh, Jose oh. Bautista, we can, we'll talk about this eventually in another pot. He changes baseball. I think, I believe yes. he changes baseball with that flip for the better. And I understand that the Rangers felt slighted in some way, but you lost. You yes. lost. 100%. You lost me- the game. You got beat. They were better than you. And you were on the losing end. Swallow your pride. Don't be the 1991 yes. Pistons. Like, <laughs> be the bigger people here. And they weren't. And they aren't. And it's it's weird that, in a way, people are like, oh, my God, go Rugnet Odor. Where, for me, I don't, I'm not in on it. No. Like, uh, I, let's, let, me, let me be clear. I'm not saying, like, ha-ha, Joey Bats, that's what you get for bat flipping. I'm just saying in the eyes of the Rangers, that's all they wanted. All the Rangers, all that whole stadium wanted was for Jose Bautista to get punched in the face. And, and they you got know it. what? They got it, but that's sad. You know what that they is should sad. want is a World Series championship. Right, Not that the right, Blue Jays, exactly. I mean, the Blue Jays have two of them and they didn't win that year. Right. But like, <laughs> they, 
Right. It, it's just an odd ending to the whole thing. Totally agree. But and again, I, we, we, we can't not mention it. Cannot mention it. Cannot mention it. All right, Jordan, number two. Uh, number two, um, another you know, one. Have you heard of the Yankees and yeah, the Red Sox? They, Do you know they about come that? up. They, I, I heard that they. Right, I guess it's just because they're in the same division, right? Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got to be classic baseball it. rival, rival, rivalries. I mean, you've got what, like you know, Padres, Diamondbacks. Yeah, and you've got I mean, Yankees, again, Red Sox. Yeah, no, I, and and like it's it's all pretty much the same to me. But I look, I, I guess there it seems that there is some history between them. So maybe that had something to do with this right. one uh, during the postseason in two thousand three. And this is a very very key point here because when it's you know what is it what was it May in Texas with the Blue Jays and the Rangers? Who cares? You start a brawl, punch someone. If it's a Pirates Reds, great. Start a start fighting. You're in the ALCS. Maybe you know. You must really hate these people if you're trying to start fights right. when literally the entire season is at stake. So now, let's talk about let's the let's Yankees set the stage stuff. a little bit, right? This is game three of the 2003 ALCS. The Red Sox win game one in New York. The Yankees win game two in New York. This is game three. Okay, game three. Series is tied one to one. This isn't like three games to zero in a blowout. This right. is like it's not like we a, lost. I'm mad. Right. Yeah, big game on the line and the participants in the brawl are arguably three of the most important figures for these teams. Here's how it goes now. Oh my goodness. Don Zimmer and Pedro Martinez. Oh, that's awful. It Pedro gets knocked around a bit. First couple innings, the Yankees are up four to two. Okay. Pedro, throws at Kareem Garcia, Yankees hitter. Pedro has since said in interviews, like most of the time, if I hit someone, I meant to hit them. It's Pedro Martinez. He was that good, right? He meant to hit Kareem Garcia. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Great. Garcia and him are jawing. Garcia later in the inning goes crazy spikes up into second base, like egregious spikes up into second base. Tons of jawing, tons of yelling. Pedro's yelling at Posada in the dugout. Don Zimmer foreshadowing is yelling at Pedro from the dugout. It's just yelling for now. Okay. Fast forward the next inning. Roger Clemens throws a pitch up and in ish to Manny Ramirez. Manny is within his rights in that moment, in my opinion, to be a little ticked off. Okay. Manny takes the pitch, walks toward Clemens, starts to get separated. Big Poppy runs out. Now we're just going. Okay. It's on. Don Zimmer makes a beeline for Pedro Martinez, who infamously, I'm just going to try and tell this story as like objectively as possible. <laughs> I'm going to try to be like the AP. Okay. Tell us what happened. Don Zimmer moves towards Pedro with speed. Pedro places his hands on Don Zimmer's bald leathery head don zimmer falls on the ground and rolls over we'll talk about pedro's intent in a second but my favorite part is that then the brawl's over right like they stop fighting as soon as they see old don zimmer on the ground they're like oh did pedro just hurl don zimmer to the ground like this is not worth fighting for right jordan did pedro throw don zimmer or did he fall I mean, I think here's 
cop out of a lifetime. I do think both can be true because here's the thing. If pay, if Don Zimmer is charging at Pedro, like he, he Don Zimmer supplied the force towards Moving him forward. falling to the ground. Pedro Martinez, one of the greatest athletes in the world, it's not a, it's not much for him to just grab him and continue him in that direction, right? Because Don Zimmer presumably is trying to grab Pedro Martinez. And basically, Pedro's just like, no, you're so not So Pedro's kind of olaying. He's like a matador. <laughs> He's kind of, yes, pretty much. That's essentially what it looks like. Don Zimmer is, is the vicious bull. Here's yeah. the issue I have with this. Okay. Pedro has a right to protect himself. I'm not going to say defend himself because right. if a 77-year-old is trying to punch you in the face, you don't need to defend. You need to evade. Pedro, right. I believe, when it was clear that he was coming at him, just like a sidestep. And if he sidesteps and he hits the turf, that's one thing. To me, right. it's grabbing someone's head yeah. looks a little iffy, right? Yes, yes. Now, in some ways, this happening stops the brawl from getting worse. And Don yeah. Zimmer ends up being okay. And so it's, it works out. It works out. I don't think Pedro is blameless. I don't think what he did was vicious. I think it's somewhere in the middle. It's it's weird. Every time I watch it, I even if I watch it five times in a row, I'm like, wow, that's messed up. And then I'm like, he was charging at him. <laughs> right. He was running at him. I go back and forth. And then last so. thing about this brawl that I like, in the ninth inning of that game with tension still high, the aforementioned Jeff Nelson still on the Yankees gets into a shoving match with a Red Sox groundskeeper in the bullpen. Seems that Jeff Nelson was ready to scrap with anybody that was telling or that was wronging him or his teammates. So, All right, Jordan, number one. Let's get to number one. And yes, recency bias all over the place. But hey, we have to honor the reason that I think the brawl discussion was re-entered into the baseball world during the 2019 season, which was the Amir Garrett versus all of the Pirates. Now, earlier in the year, we got his teammate, Yasiel Puig, against all of the Pirates. And, and, and there were all kinds of incredible photos and memes of Yasiel Puig trying to hold off a sea of Pirates. Then, on the night of the trade deadline, or I guess the night before the trade line, deadline. Trade deadline Eve. Erev trade deadline. A night in which Yasiel Puig would indeed find himself traded. The Reds and Pirates were at it again. And, uh, well, let's just say it kind of got a little out of, out of hand. All right. Keone Kella, who we know for a fact seems to have a bit of a <laughs> uncontrollable fiery side to him that involves multiple punching matches with teammates, yes. throws it at Derek Dietrich as retaliation for Derek Dietrich being cool. Basically, that's um, what you get, Derek. They're drawing. Joey Votto is yelling it at Keone Kella the next inning. It's not good. Jared Hughes, who is like the nicest baseball person I've ever spoken to in my life, probably throws at Starling Marte. But if you watch the video, he slows his arm down to such a hilarious degree that it's it's like this guy was like, I got to throw at him, but I'm right. so nice. And yes. he just, 
it's like 68 miles an hour and it just kind of nicks Marte in the butt. It's like the calmest beanball of all time. Hughes ejected. Amir Garrett comes into the game. He's jawing. He's hot when he gets in. Okay. And then he gets shelled. Absolutely rocked. Okay. Someone comes out to pull him because the Reds manager has already been ejected earlier in this game. David Bell already given the heave ho. Someone comes out to pull Garrett. And instead of going back to the dugout, Garrett charges the Pirates dugout and the rest is history. Uh, now, this was a truly ridiculous and amazing moment. And again, as we've mentioned all podcasts long, it is good that nobody ended up seriously injured. And that is why we can now look back and laugh and think, wow, that was an insane thing to happen on the baseball field. But you don't need, I don't think you need to hear it from us, Jake. I don't yeah. think it is worth hearing any more from us because why don't we just go straight to the source himself? We should probably go talk to Amir Garrett. How does that sound? I mean, I'm around. Okay, sounds good. Let's go do that. Calling Amir Garrett, Red Circle, Baseball. All right, we welcome in uh, Amir Garrett, who is better at baseball than both of us by a little bit. What's up, Amir? How you doing, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Amir, there's really no better person to have uh, on our show uh, for this very special Brawls-related episode. Now, Amir, last year uh, you made a headline or two when you decided, I'm going to go charge the other team's bench. That was a thing that happened. Now, we just talked about our favorite Brawls in baseball history, and with a little bit of recency bias, we went ahead and gave you the number one spot. So congratulations. Congratulations. Appreciate we'll, that. Appreciate that. We'll try you to get you. Yes, we'll try to get you the trophy. Um, but we just wanted to kind of run through a few questions about this. Not trying to rehash anything. We just are curious because, you know, you're an interesting guy and I, I want to hear from you. <laughs> Let me start. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hop. I want to hop right into it. At what point did you know you were going to run at the dugout? Uh, it was kind of like it was just one of those things. I was, it, it, obviously, it wasn't planned. But, you know, there was a lot of chirping going on. And it's like, you know, I let some things slide, some names slide. And I was like, I'm not going to be too many of more of these MF mother efforts, bees. And then, you know, with me, everybody knows me and how I am. And it's like, you know, I'll give you a chance. And then at that moment, the last one that went off, I was like, all right, it's over. So it's, it's time to go. Bro. I can't, I can't even, I can't even let you slide with that one. I got to go get you. Because no, like no one had ever done that before. Right, because people have run at other places to fight someone on the other team. Why did you go to the dugout? I mean, I went to the dugout, man, because I showed them that I ain't playing. I'm not not to be played with. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's just just the easiest way for me to get to them. And, you know, if it wasn't one, it was going to be all of them. So I was going to go in there and and take out as many people as I can. So, you know, I really didn't really mind. And um, I know that they weren't really going to do anything. So, you know, baseball brawls, you know, everybody was just, you know, going to grab somebody because if that was me and they ran into, if somebody ran into my dugout, that dude got to come out, like, he got to come out looking bad. Like, we got to get him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I already knew that it was going to be none of that. So I just knew there was going to be a lot of grabbing and stuff like that. So I, 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 I shoot or shoot. I took my shot, man. <laughs> we got to try to get all of them. Yeah, you did. And and crazily enough, you were not the first red to take on the entire Pirates team 
during that season <laughs> as Puig sort of beat you to it earlier in the year. And like, I mean, before we kind of open up this discussion to larger baseball brawls, at what point did did you know that Yasiel Puig in the middle of all this mess <laughs> had been traded? Because this was obviously I a key. Know. I didn't I, we, I didn't know until after the game. After the game, I'm just like sitting there, you know, having a beer at the end of the game, just chilling. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that was sick, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And Puig comes in there, he's like, Man, I love you, bro. And I'm like, man, no, no, no doubt. Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, oh, I got, I just got traded. I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah. He's like, good luck with everything, man. I love y'all. Yeah, I, I wish I can play with you like the rest of my career, or whatever. And I'm just like, damn. All right, bro. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for fighting. At what point, like when you're in the brawl, like from that whole, once you're in the scrum, what's the one memory that stayed in your head? Like when you think about that whole experience, what's the image that you picture in your head? Mm. I mean, I know there's one, one, one picture of me on top of, uh, on top of Arch. Uh, you know, that's a memory that would, that will always stay with me. You know, it, like when a brawl like that happens, it's not like, I'm not going after one person anymore. Like, cause I can't just go after one person. I'm going after whoever's in front of me, anybody on the other team. It could be my friend. It could be my brother. I don't care if you're on the other side of me and I'm getting to something like that. You all got to get hit. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't care who it was. And, you know, we can be the best friends, but if you're on the other side of me while, while I'm mad like that, everybody's getting hit. So there's a picture of me on top of Archer. And, you know, that's a pretty dope picture, man. That's a, that he was a part of that. He made that look good, but he made me look like a beast, bro. And that, that was, <laughs> Wait, so hold on. We have to stick on this because like, I mean, do you know Archer? Like, this is one of the, the bizarre things about baseball brawls is we know that I mean, obviously, the Reds and Pirates did not get along last year and probably yeah. won't for a while. But I know that you're still friends with some of the guys on the other team. I know that it's not you guys don't all act. Not all 25 hate all 25. So how does that dynamic work when it's like, I know I'm friends with the guy on the other team, but it's just like, well, I got to do what I got to do. Hey, bro, like, it don't even matter. Like, we might be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Arch or whatever. But like, in something like that, you got to. That's how a fight works. You got to get beat up. Bro. Like, we'll talk about it later. You know what I'm saying? But that's. Something like, you know, me and Arch were not that close, but if we ever were to get close, I would always use that against him. Like, dang, bro, like, I had to do you like that. Like, that was grimy. Like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And there's no, that's just something like that I'll always hold over. I, if, like, if Arch, if we ever did get to an argument, I would just pull up the picture and be like this and just, like, you know, just pull it down. But, you know, it's, it's no hard feelings. Like, I don't really care too much. You know what I mean? It happened. It happened. You know, it is what it is. And I feel like, you know, we just moved past it and stuff like that. I felt like I got my point across and I needed, I did what I needed to do. How did your respect for your manager grow when you realized that he had run back out from the clubhouse after getting ejected earlier in the game to stand up for you guys? Bro, like that man right there, that, that like when you play for somebody, you always need to know that they'll go to war for you. You know what I mean? Like, they'll go to war or go to war. There's a lot of people that talk, like, about being a good teammate or whatever. And, like, when stuff comes down to it, like, how it did, you really see the people that are really down. And, like, David was – he was down. Like, bro, there was – no, I can never question his loyalty ever again. For me, I can't question it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, man. Like, I told him, like, and then they all, like, hey, Skip, like, hey, man, no matter, whatever you need, like, like I'll put it all on the line for you. Like, and I, and I felt that it's like, it's respect, man. Because like, if he said, Amir, if I went three days in a row and he's like, Amir, we need you to get this one batter. And then I'm going to my fourth day and I'm hanging. All right, Skip, I got you. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and do this for you, man. Because you know what I'm saying? You put it on the line for me. So 
he gained uh, the utmost respect for me right. from that day. And it's just like, man, like, like I said, I'll do anything for that dude right there. That's he, the thing, man. Like he didn't have to run back out. Like he willingly <laughs> got the absolute crap knocked out of him yeah. <laughs> to stand up. And another point, his hair looks fantastic. The, the entire time. brawl. Very impressive. Bro, yeah. yeah. He's just saying like, you just, yeah, man, I love that dude, man. He's a good coach. He's a good manager. Yeah, just I, ju- just for men, touch of gray, Jordan. If oh, absolutely. If anyone was more mad than you at that point, it was David Bell. Like he, was, oh yeah, for sure. He was he was furious. He was, he was, he was furious, bro. Just so furious. I want to get to a, a a bigger picture. We, we've talked uh, on this episode about our favorite things we like about brawls, things we don't like about brawls. Like obviously, we don't want there to be fights all the time, but there are some amazing, hilarious parts about this, and I want to get your opinion about this as a reliever. The relievers running in from the bullpen for a fight. Now, obviously, this time, this wasn't your problem. You you started the whole damn thing. You were there but, already. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, what is that like? Because it always looks very silly. I, did you have to run in for the earlier ones in Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, the one the one in Pittsburgh I ran into. And you know, it's funny because, you know, in Pittsburgh, we always have the same, you know, we're in the same thing. But I was like, I, you know, I talked to me and said, hey, man, I'm about to put this Gatorade thing in front of the door. So everybody run out. I'm going to be the last one. I'm going to throw the Gatorade uh, thing in front of the door. So, you know, it take them a little bit for them to get out. You know what I mean? And, and lock like, them in there a little bit. But it's like, so funny because wow. I'm, th- I'm thinking of stuff like that. Like, man, we don't want them to get out. Let's go get them and, you know, and worry about them later. Like, you know what I mean? But if, if it really came down to it, like, and if it was like a really, like, I'd probably just fight somebody in the bullpen right there. If it like, if it Ooh, came wow. down to that, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I know the first time I was really upset and, you know, I was chirping at some people going back and like saying, Hey, like when we go back in the bullpen, let's just settle it there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the very first time I was talking to some of the guys and I was like, Hey bro, we don't even have to talk right here. Let's just go back. You know what I'm saying? And, and do what we need to do. And we'll that's handle the next, it like that. That's the but, next frontier, man. Like you've already changed the game once. That's how you change it again. Really? I mean, shit, man, hey, I ain't, I ain't nothing to be messed with. I'm not a tough guy, but man, you push me to that level, man, it's, it's over. Like it's, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's just get to it and let's do it. And you know what I'm saying? You get more respect like that. People understand they can't mess with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know who not to mess with, man. So I, I don't want to be a tough guy, but you know, with me, it's just, I'm down, I'm, I'm down for anything. Simple question. Is yours the greatest baseball brawl of all time? I have to say it is. Uh, I, there was there was a lot of good brawls out there, but I think for sure mine was the best. You know, me going out uh, into the into the into the dugout. You know, but there's a lot of good brawls out there. But I think mine for sure got got the upper hand a little bit. Do you have anything that's like a memento, like a physical token from that day? Uh, my I have my hat that's pretty pretty beat up oh yeah they they ripped my chain off what one of my chains that i wore they ripped it off and i'm just like damn did like, you this venmo my- them did you venmo them I- for that <laughs> you venmo request, them. Request, requested i know but no but it's funny because it was like it was like one of my first chains that i had in the miners i'm like damn bro i really like this chain man i mean that's the cost of doing battle yeah it's the cost of going to battle but it was completely worth it though it was completely worth it uh, wow. Well, I feel like I feel like we've learned a lot. And oh, I guess here's the last thing, a, a bigger picture about how your life has changed, because like it, it's it's kind of uh, short sighted to be like, oh, Amir Garrett, that's the guy that fought the Pirates when you were also like D1 basketball player turned one of the best relievers in the world. But now you're just the guy that fought the Pirates. Like, do you <laughs> is it weird that like now you're that guy or is it just like it is what it is? Listen, it, it is what it is, man. Like, like a lot of people, a lot of people that know me know how I really am. So I'm gonna go to war for my guys, bro. Like, I'm gonna go 
footwork for my guys. You know, I've been into something in, in St. John's. You know, people are talking like you know, what I mean, I, I got into it with some guys because they go they trying to trying to get up my teammates. But you know, I'm it is what it is, man. I'll go I'll go to war for my guys any 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 given day, any given day, man. You know, what I mean, and uh, it is what it is. If I'm that guy that took on the Pirates, so be it. it There's it way is. way way worse things to be famous for than that. There's there's plenty of, of of things that are way worse. But if I'm that guy, if I get that, it's all good. A lot of people a lot of people want to want to play with me because of that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I think the reputation uh, was very earned. You got to uh, roll up. You got to roll yeah. up first game next year with the championship belt <laughs> over the shoulder. <laughs> that would be. Hey, I might do that, bro. I really might do that. You come at you come at the king. You best not miss. Yeah, yeah. I I saw you tweeting at Dana White saying, "Hey man, I got some UFC skills if you're ready for me." Man, I know that's what I'm trying to. Because we're not playing baseball, and I'm trying to find out another profession. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do UFC, but but it's the thing. I'm 245, so I'll I'll face some heavy heavyweights. I think I need to get down to like 180. You know, not eat for a long time, and my height take over, and I just dominate that weight class. I don't think the Reds would. Uh, be in favor of that plan <laughs> for more more reasons than one. Uh, but either way, uh, well, Amir, thank you for for joining us. I feel like we learned a lot. Jake, do we have any final questions for Mr. Garrett before we let him continue on his busy schedule? No, I think we let him go before he charges our side of the Zoom call. Yes, yeah. yes. I don't want to. I don't want to piss him off. Uh, Amir, thank you so much. We hope to see you on the mound. Even more importantly than charging another dugout sometime soon. Uh, thank you, sir. This was this was a blast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This shit was fun. All right, Jordan. Last topic. It is time yes. for Yo Manfred. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yo Manfred, this is uh, a segment where we offer up a way to improve something about our topic in the world of baseball. Jake, you have an idea. I do have an idea. I, I don't know if this is a good idea, but it is an idea I had. Um, and it, it came to me in the shower where most bad ideas come to you. Mm-hmm. Here's my thought. The truly dangerous and violent thing in baseball is not brawls. It is bean balls. Okay. So we need to find a way for brawls to happen without bean balls needing to be the impetus. I give Amir Garrett a lot of credit for not feeling the need to throw at anybody. He could have thrown at someone in that inning. But instead, he was like, I'm just going to run over there. So how do we incentivize that? Here's here's my idea. Listen up, Rob Manfred. Hit me. If players want to drop gloves that glove. they don't drop have, glove. <laughs> drop glove, they should just wait on the field when the defensive inning is over for the opposing team's player. So if I'm Kevin Newman on the Pirates and I'm ticked off at Eric Sogard on the Brewers and I want to punch him instead of having my teammate throw a baseball 98 miles an hour, maybe at his head. I'm just going to stay at second base and wait for the other team to come out and we'll just square up then and there. Another thing is that then the brawls are happening during commercial breaks. So Mm. just in case something goes seriously wrong. Right. You don't show. I love that. I love that. And again, you mentioned to me, after that crazy Reds Pirates game, Amir said in his interview, he's like, throwing at people is not good. I don't want to th- throw at people is dangerous. Don't do that. It's it's capturing the notion of let's take this outside. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. <laughs> I recently, for the first time, watched Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. And one of the big principles of Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse is try not to fight in the bar. Just bring it outside. And that's yeah. what we got to do. Bring it away from the pitching area. Yes. Get yes. it into the field. If they're going to fight, they should fight there. And then my other Yo Manfred idea is a really silly one that I think is great, which is televised post-game lie detector tests to determine intent for beanballs. Mm -hmm. So no pitcher really ever admits now for fear of being fined or suspended. They right. never admit to throwing at people. And right. intent, you got to read between the lines and there's did they or did they not? Now, lie detector tests, not perfect science, not even good science really, but entertaining science. Great television. Great, great television. So what I'm proposing, post-game, did Matt Shoemaker hmm. throw at Xander Bogarts? Let's hook him up to some to fill in looking wires and see if he did or not. And we televise that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do it during the game. Yeah, I agree. As soon as in between innings, out. during at soon bats, as, they get as soon ejected. as the starters out. Or or there you go. If he gets ejected, you send him to the right. lie detector test. Oh, he's telling the truth. It wasn't it wasn't uh on purpose back in the game. Re-eligible. You can earn to get back in the game. Love that. All the way in. Yo, Manfred, make it happen. Jordan, moral of the story. What's our moral of the story here today? Um, what did we learn about brawls? Fighting is silly. Fighting is still better than throwing at people. I think uh, it has been quite a journey going back and watching all these old brawls. Uh, again, to be clear, to be very clear, we do not wish that everyone is fighting all the time. We are not hoping for more of these, but when they happen, they are worthy of analysis and discussion and laughing. And so that is why we have... Uh, done this here today amazing now thank you all for listening a big thank you to our producer bobby wagner our second favorite b wagner for producing today's episode we appreciate all of you tuning in this is just the beginning we cannot wait to keep this thing going this has been the baseball barbecue please subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts we will talk to you next week Goodbye.